An entitled patient freaks out on the staff, harasses the front reception desk, and makes a big scene, only to then get put in his place by the doctor. I witnessed a situation recently at my doctor's office that absolutely blew my mind. At the doctor's office I go to, there is almost always a standing room waiting room due to how sought after the doctor and his staff are. At this doctor's office, patients typically wait an average of an hour or more past their scheduled visit time to be seen. And to be honest, it is worth the weight. Anyway, cue the entitled patient. He started complaining and bothering the reception staff every 20 minutes or so, and when that didn't work, he started loudly trying to incite other patients in the waiting room to complain as well, all because he didn't want to wait just to be seen. Most of the people in the lobby just ignored his weird tantrum, but the receptionist had had enough and called for a nurse to witness what was happening in the waiting room. The nurse must have involved the nurse manager, who came out to try and calm him down. She coddled his precious ego and told him that she would see what she could do. All of that just to try and get him to shut up. And well, she did see what she could do for him, which then escalated this to the doctor that everybody was waiting an hour or more just to see. So the doctor makes his first appearance into the waiting room, and he looks pissed. That's when I witnessed this man-child get berated in the most gloriously passive-aggressive way I have ever seen in my life. The doctor stood with his back open to the door that leads back to the patient's rooms. The doctor looked straight at this entitled man-child, who at this point was surely aware of the atmospheric change happening in that room, especially right at that moment because he locked eyes with the doctor and was on the verge of rising from his chair to revel in his success when he was stopped dead in his tracks by the bellowing voice of the doctor loudly addressing him by his first name only. The doctor loudly says, Sir, do you see all these people? The entitled patient tries to get up from their chair and scans around the max capacity room. That's when the doctor lays down the law. At this point, he's yelling and he says, I don't need you as a patient. I have plenty and a waiting list of more begging to take your spot. You can either wait silently or find a new physician. And with that, the doctor turned his back to the room and walked back through the patient room door and closed it loudly behind him. The entitled patient sat silently with his head down for the remainder of the time I was there. I do not know how long it took him to be called back to be seen, but I do know that I arrived after him and was seen way before him. I honestly assume that he was likely seen last that day just because of the way he acted. What an absolute weirdo to go in there and act like that at a doctor's office. I think it's common knowledge, but in case you need a wake-up call, just because you're scheduled for a specific time does not mean that you're going to be seen at that specific time. Accidents happen, emergencies happen, a lot of things can derail a day for a doctor to see their patients. You are just one of many people they're seeing that day. Their schedule is packed and you need to understand that. It's honestly always so silly to see people act like this in a doctor's office waiting room, especially when they're trying to get other patients involved in their, I don't know, mutiny. Like, what are you going to do? Go back there and force the doctor to see you? That's a really quick way to get the police called on you personally. I just don't know why anyone would want to act like that, especially when the doctor doctor that they were seeing apparently is really good. They come with high praise and it's totally worth seeing them. Why would you then ruin your chance to see them and basically start off on really bad terms with them? That's not fair for anybody. So yeah, this entitled patient got what they deserved and hopefully they just left after getting completely owned by that doctor. Because I know for a fact that if I worked at that doctor's office, that patient would be the last person on planet Earth I would want to have to put up with on a regular basis. No thanks. This next one came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit 
subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own stories. Am I the jerk for not attending my little sister's play? Now before you judge me, let me give you some background. I'm a 17-year-old male and my sister is close to 13 years old. I love my sister from the day she was born, but now she is acting weird. We went to different schools and she chose to attend the theater club. It's not something bad. I went to my school's clubs as well, and she has been working very hard with the rest of the kids on this play. Now tomorrow they will perform to their family members, and we all want to see her, but for some reason, she doesn't want our aunt from my mother's side to come, and I don't know why. Our aunt is the best, by the way. We love her so much, and so does she. She is not an entitled person. She is very kind and sweet. Hell, my sister shares some characteristics with my aunt. Our uncle is also a great man. He's very calm and clever, and he's always been very kind to us. The worst part about it is that the day of the play lands directly on my cousin's birthday, so our aunt wants to move the party for the next week. My sister won't say why she doesn't want our aunt to go. She is okay for our grandma to come with us, but for some reason, she is not okay for our aunt and her family. And it's not that there are no seats available, but rather she just doesn't want them with us. We also haven't seen our aunt in a long time, even though we live relatively close together. We miss out on seeing them because of our final exams recently. We have tried to figure out a way to convince her, but at this point, I am very angry with her, and I just don't want to see her play. How can you say no to a person who has made all kinds of efforts just to try and make your play? by changing a party around as well as changing their plans completely. How can you not just see this hard work to get to your play? Tomorrow is the play and I need some advice on what to do. Am I the jerk for choosing not to go? I don't think you're necessarily a jerk for not wanting to go to this play. I think it's your sister that's kind of being the jerk here. As far as it's been described, they don't have a good reason as to why their aunt is not being allowed to see their play. And by the sounds of it, it isn't even a formal production. It's just some theater club stuff. So it's not that big of a deal. Like, this should be an easy decision. Just let him sit in the back row and see the play. If I were the aunt, I absolutely would show up no matter what. Like, what's so bad about this production that their aunt can't be seen at it? It just doesn't make any sense to me. So no, I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. If you choose not to go, then you could just say it's because your sister was being a freak and that she wasn't letting her aunt come to the play. But then again, it would be a good excuse to go to the play and then tell your sister, this is what you didn't want her to see. Like, I can't imagine them doing something so absurd that the aunt can't be there with her family family. Unless, of course, this sister is actually making fun of her extended family, which would be a completely different can of worms. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. What would you do if you were in this situation? My best friend kissed me after her husband passed away. So my best friend of 14 years is named Stella. This is not her real name. And she kissed me after her husband passed away suddenly about two weeks ago. This is really messing me up and I don't know what to do about it. I grew up with a bit of a nice guy complex and always wanted a relationship. It wasn't until my early 20s that I realized how toxic and gross that mentality was and started taking steps to stop it. At about 15, I started developing feelings for Stella and was convinced I was in love. Due to the nice guy mentality, I usually burned bridges with girls I liked because I couldn't handle my feelings. But things were different with Stella. She got a long-term boyfriend and I continued to be friends with her. We stayed close and I got to know her new boyfriend. Him and I were never best friends, but we got along and I never went out of my way 
way to fuel any fire that their relationship had. All this just to explain that I saw Stella differently than the others who I burned bridges with and never wanted to lose her because of how stupid I was. I was even semi taken in by her family as I had a bad home life. Anyways, she married her boyfriend John, different from the boyfriend mentioned above, about three years ago when they moved cross country. They moved back about a year ago and at one point one of our other friends kind of messed up thinking they broke up and told her he was interested but didn't know if I'd be okay with it and she was confused and she brought it up to me jokingly while the two of us were having a movie night. I laughed and admitted that I was super in love with her when we first met and that everyone knew to which she told me she didn't. I apologized and said I didn't want to push things and was happy we were friends as well as being happy with the life she was living and then we went on with our movie and I thought that was that. About two weeks ago Stella's husband passed away suddenly and we were all kind of taken by shock. She has been having a difficult time grieving and her family and I have been trying to be there for her. We've been taking shifts and staying with her just in case she needed anything. Last night I was at her place with her and we were watching a movie after her family left. She started crying and I went to hug her and to try and comfort her. As the hug ended she looked at me and leaned in for a kiss and then she did just that. She kissed me. I was shocked and I think visibly so because she said goodnight and went to her room. I ended up going home and we haven't talked since last night. I don't know what to do. She's my friend and I do love her but that kiss hit me like a truck and now I don't know whether it's a friend or if I'm in love with her. I know she's going through a tremendous amount of grief and I don't want to make her deal with that alone but I don't know how she feels about or sees me and I don't want to hurt her. I think there's still a part of me that is in love with her but if anything were to happen, I wouldn't want it to be like this. I don't want her to love me out of grief or anything like that, and I don't want to do anything she'll regret when she has a clearer head. What should I do? I think you should really talk to her and not think too much about that kiss the other night, because grief can show up in a lot of different ways. Like, let's not forget, her husband just died two weeks ago. That's a horribly traumatic thing to go through, and I don't think she's in the right place to want to be looking for someone romantically. I think, if anything, she's probably just really desperate for love right now. So yeah, first things first is you gotta act normal and then talk to her. I would not pursue this as some kind of relationship. Not right now at least. This is the wrong time to try and pursue that. And you can even go the route of not even talking about the kiss unless she brings it up. You've gotta go from her perspective and know that she's probably going through a lot right now. She just lost her husband and there's a lot of things that go along with that. She is very much in pain emotionally, physically, and she really does need people there. There's also the reality that she probably really regrets kissing you right after you left. And there's a chance that she regrets everything she did the other night as well. So in my opinion, don't pursue this or see this as some kind of sign that she's in love with you. Even if you have some kind of crush on her, you need to give that time and let that happen naturally. But two weeks after her husband passed away is not really a good time to try and figure out if you want to start dating her. My older brother resents me because I'm taller than him. To start off, I am a 16-year-old girl and I'm about 5'9". So I know compared to most of the people that might read this, that I'm not that tall. Now, my older brother is 17 and he is 5'6". Our parents are 5 foot as well as 6 foot for my dad. I outgrew my brother about a year ago and since then he's been really resentful towards me. His growth plates are closed so he won't grow anymore. This is the height he's going to be at for the rest of his life. Before this, he's always 
has been an amazing older brother and has supported me through thick and thin and has helped me a lot with so many things. Since the day where we found out I was taller than my brother, my brother has ignored me as much as possible and sometimes outright claims that I'm not his sister. This continued throughout the year and finally yesterday I asked him why he hates me now. He actually responded and said he didn't hate me but was really jealous of my height and felt he got apparently cheated in the genetic lottery and that while it wasn't my fault, he said he'll avoid me as much as possible. This honestly hurt me so badly. My brother is an idol to me. I never even teased him for being shorter than me. In fact, I didn't comment on it ever at all. Has anyone ever dealt with something like this? Is there any way I can fix this situation? What do I do? I know the original poster says that their growth plates have been checked, but there's always a chance he could grow up and get a lot taller. He is only 17 after all. But also, if he really wants to act that way, then there's really not much you can do about it. Sometimes people are going to be petty for really stupid reasons, and this definitely takes the cake. I totally understand where this guy's coming from, though, because society places so much emphasis on how tall a guy is. At least in America, I'm not sure how it is in other countries. If you're short or under six feet tall, people tend to have this automatic thought of, oh, well, you're just short. But here's a fun fact. The average height of the American man is 5'9". Three inches underneath that is not that big of a deal. Like, you're still going to be able to function in society like normal. Obviously, it really bothers him. And it's honestly easier said than done. It's not like you can look at him and say, hey, just don't be bothered by the fact that you're shorter than me. It sounds like he's going to be pissed off about this no matter what. And you really can't control that. And I totally understand. This guy's your idol. You really look up to him. And that really is a shame that he would act like this towards you. It is not your fault that you're just a couple of inches taller than him. In fact, it's nobody's fault that they're short. Like, that's just how things go sometimes. But I'm honestly not convinced that he's done growing. I think there's plenty of time for him to potentially get taller. And if not, then just work on yourself. Being tall is not all it's cracked up to be. And I honestly think with some time, he'll get over it and be comfortable in his own body. But whether he does that or not is not your fault or your problem. My fiance invaded my privacy during therapy. Okay, I am honestly so embarrassed and hurt over this. I do therapy sessions over telehealth, and I'm usually at home in my bedroom for these. We talk about many things, but today I focused on my relationship because of something that happened today. We were just reviewing my relationship and pinpointing places we should work on. So during this, she is asking me yes or no questions about things that happen in our relationship. In the middle of my therapist asking me a question, my fiance comes into the room and stands there and listens to my answers. Every time I answer a way he didn't want me to, he would tell me to say yes or no. He even told me to hang up or to pause what I was doing because I was lying apparently. I have to hang up on my therapist just to get scolded for answering how I did and was told that I only answered that way to hurt his feelings. He then makes me hug him and tries to comfort me for having to hang up on my therapist. He then tells me not to say he made me hang up because I guess it would make him look bad and that he is not abusive. I'm just embarrassed and I feel like this gave my therapist a bad view on my relationship. She offered to make me an office appointment which I accepted and my fiance never apologized to me. He only texted me and asked if after therapy I was ready to leave him. We've been together for a year and I feel like it's impossible for him to be so naive about my privacy during my therapy sessions. How do I make him understand that what he did was so wrong? I don't even know where to begin with this one but I will just say first and foremost this is unbelievably unacceptable and completely abusive. I think this gave your therapist a fantastic view on the relationship you're currently in. This guy literally made you drop 
drop the call on your therapist just so he could scold you on being open with your therapist. Like, this is a massive red flag. The fact that this guy is just trying to save face in front of this therapist and doesn't care about his future wife in this way and is just trying to cover up the fact that, yes, he is being very abusive by making her do this is absolutely insane to me. Like, what kind of fiancé would do this? You would think if your significant other was in therapy that you would be supportive and there for them. But this guy does a 180 and decides to act like a complete psychopath. He literally went into your room during your session and tried to convince you that you were lying because of the way you were speaking to your therapist. I mean, if there has ever been a situation where you might be questioning who it is that you're going to be marrying, this would be the red flags that you might be looking for. So I wish you the best of luck in figuring this out because if you haven't figured it out yet, the way your fiancé is acting is completely unacceptable and you could do a lot better than this. I was finally honest to my girlfriend of two years about how I felt trapped because of her anxiety and now I feel like I gutted her and made her feel terrible. What should I do? My girlfriend is an amazing person. She is super caring, funny, sweet, attentive, and basically every other positive word you can think of. But she unfortunately also has massive anxiety as well as self-esteem issues stemming from her terrible, hyper-religious parents who make it a point to always remind her how disposable she is. She grew up getting hit and kicked out of the house for something as minor as forgetting a dish in the sink. And they would always call her fat, which gave her body image issues. This has bled into our relationship and made her think she is as disposable to me. And no matter how hard I try, I can't seem to convince her otherwise. And since she sees herself as disposable to me, she is paranoid that I'm going to find someone to replace her since basically every other girl is apparently better than her in her own eyes. It's gotten to the point where whenever I leave the house, she accuses me of going out to meet other girls. And I have to talk to her for sometimes hours, trying to convince her that it's just anxiety and not a fear she needs to listen to. I started to take it personal though, because I feel like after two years together, she should be over this fear and trust me more. As a result, I've been a lot less patient than before when she brings up these fears. This all culminated when I got invited on a week-long trip to Europe by my childhood best friend, who moved there a few years ago and I haven't seen since. I told her I got invited and her response was, you're not going, are you? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about going. This started one of our typical fights about how she doesn't trust me not to be flirting with girls if I go. And I just kind of snapped and said I felt trapped, like I couldn't do anything I wanted anymore without her accusing me. I feel like I couldn't live my life the way I wanted to anymore. I angrily told her if she couldn't still trust me, then we should just end things now. To her, this basically confirmed all of her fears, and now she feels even more disposable and worthless than before, saying things like, I knew I wasn't good enough for you. I hope you can find someone who isn't like me. We are currently broken up, but still talking, and both of us are not sure about whether we should try again. I feel terrible because I love her. I want to help her get over her insecurity and self-worth issues, but at the same time, dealing with constant accusations stemming from her insecurity is extremely stressful and I don't know if I can get her to stop. Have any of you either had or been in a relationship with someone with anxiety and insecurity issues? And if so, how did you deal with it when it caused problems in the relationship? What should I do? You are not a bad person for expressing your frustration with them constantly accusing you of stuff. Especially when those accusations are coming from nowhere. They are literally coming from your partner's own anxiety. And it is absolutely not fair for you to be labeled as something that you're not. That is absolutely 
absolutely abusive. I don't care what anyone says. It sounds like your girlfriend needs therapy and medication to help her get over this anxiety issue. And if she can't get over it, then to at least find ways to manage it. It sounds like there's nothing going on that's helping her manage these symptoms and these terrible feelings that she has. And in my opinion, your mental health is your responsibility. The fact that she's going after you and accusing you of all these things that are just blatantly not true is very unfair to you. And it's something that she needs to fix. So in my opinion, you're not in the wrong here. She is in the wrong for acting like this after two years of being together. It would be different if there were some kind of signs or something to say that, hey, maybe my boyfriend isn't being loyal. But for her automatic thought to just be, no, my boyfriend is automatically not faithful to me. That is, in my opinion, very toxic and does not make a good relationship. And no, anxiety is not as simple as just saying, okay, you need to suck it up and get over it. But at the end of the day, it is her responsibility to take care of her mental health. And clearly, based on what we've been told, she is not taking the steps necessary to take care of her mental health. Telling your significant other exactly how you feel and telling them what's going on and how you're feeling in the situation is exactly what should be happening in a healthy relationship. There should be communication, but it seems like the thing that is causing so much friction between the two of you is her false accusations against you that are baseless and just incredibly rude. So I don't know if there's anything you can do and I really feel bad for your situation, but hopefully you can at least see that, hey, this is not your fault. But that's just my opinion. What do you think? Leave a comment down below. What would you do in a situation like this? Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.